This is Lego Football. It's Friday on the Lego Football Podcast. We've got Calcio Billionaires, the Serie B Mercato and the Serie C as well. Dries Mertens finally says goodbye and the Serie B midfielder of the season. And I'm sure some of you would have seen Gianluca Scamacca's first video message to West Ham fans. Hello, West Ham fans. I'm very happy to be here. And uh, come on your eyes. Say what? Come on your eyes. Come on your eyes. Come on your eyes. Come on, come on, come on your eyes. Your eyes, your eyes. Come on your eyes. My I'll let you make what you want of that one. But Gianluca Scamacca, the big signing for West Ham, and he's looking to make his mark, continue his good form and take it abroad and export the talent that is Italian football. Hello and welcome to Lego Football Podcast. Well, it's official for Napoli fans and Serie A fans in general. Dries Mertens has said a difficult goodbye to the Napoli fans this week, looking emotional as he reflected on his time in the Campania capital. This is taken straight off the Football Italia website. The Belgian Ford left the partner pay last month after his contract expired. The Napoli president, Aurelio De Laurentiis, has made it clear that he wanted to cut the wage bill in order to revitalize the squad with fresh and young talent, which it looks as though Luciano Spalletti is doing at the moment. A visibly emotional Mertens addressed the fans in a video posted to social media, saying goodbye and thanking them for all their love and support over the years. Dia Napolitani, I knew this day would eventually come, but I didn't know how difficult it would be to say goodbye. The city has adopted me, loved me and supported me. The records and victories will be in the history books, but the people will always be in my heart. And I'm very happy that my son Chiro was born here. For nine years, Naples was my home. The city became part of me. I can only thank everyone. I didn't leave as I would have liked, but for me, it's not a farewell. It's only a goodbye. Napoli, how much fun we've had. So a heartfelt goodbye from Dries Mertens during his nine year spell with Napoli. Mertens made 396 appearances across all competitions, helping the side to win two Coppa Italia and a Super Coppa Italiana. He became the club's all-time top scorer, netting 148 goals, more than club legends like Diego Maradona and Marek Hamsik. He also provided 90 assists across his time with the club. How they're going to miss Dries Mertens at Napoli. This is a big, big loss. This is Lega Football. We'll move on to the second division, Serie B. Andrea Meroni is on his way to Cosenza on loan from Sassuolo. Luigi Canotto joins Regina from Frosinone. Samuele Mulattieri replaces Canotto. Mulattieri began last season with six goals at Crotone before his form dipped off and needs a chance to show his worth on loan from Inter. Ben Lasincone also joins the Canarini from Torino. He's a 22-year-old Ivorian attacker. Well, if you've listened into the last couple of Lega Football podcasts, you'll know all about Leandro Cicizzola, who's been selected as goalkeeper in the Lega Football Serie B11 for 2021-22. He leaves Perugia after his stunning season there in Umbria. He moves north and will rotate alongside Gigi Buffon at Parma. Palermo with a double colpo that brought in Salvatore Elia from Atalanta. He played as a right back and midfielder 28 times for Benevento last season and got himself a goal to boot. He's 23. Crotone's best central defender from last season. Jonat Nedelciado also finds himself at Palermo for this upcoming campaign. The Romanian is a 26-year-old international and has played under Jordanescu for his country alongside the likes of Vlad Chiriches, Dragusin, George Puskas, Marius Marin, Valentin Mahaila and Dennis Mann, who all ply their trade in Italian football. 
And just on the subject of Palermo, another double colpo for the Sicilians, this time in a negative sense. Silvio Baldini and sporting director Renzo Castagnini have both resigned in the past week, so Citigroup will be left to search for a replacement. Perhaps Enzo Maresca might be of interest, having taken a job as Manchester City assistant coach under Pep Guardiola on the weekend. With Palermo's Coppa Italia match, it was Stefano Di Benedetto who was on the touchline as the stand-in coach. So that position is vacant. Eugenio Corini, a former Palermo coach, is rumoured to be interested in the job. We'll see how that pans out. Como has brought in English young defender Louis Binks on loan from Bologna while also securing the services of a former World Cup winner, former Arsenal Monaco, Chelsea, Barcelona and Spanish international midfielder Cesc Fabregas, who set up the extra time winner for Andres Iniesta to win Spain the World Cup for the first time in their history. He joins the Ladiani 125 goals in over 700 club games, 15 for Spain. What a delicious surprise and what an addition with Alessandro Belermo in midfield already at Como. He was one of Serie B's best midfielders last season and you'd know all about him if you've read the latest Lego Football updates on the best Serie B midfielders from last season. But back to Cesc Fabregas, 118 UEFA competition games of experience for Italy's richest club. That's what Cesc Fabregas brings. Zan Maia has joined Regina from Lecce, another decent signing for Super Pippo in the centre of midfield. He's a capped Slovenian international, hit three goals last term in Serie B, including one against Regina in a 2-0 win. Mayer brings Serie A experience as well from his 2019-20 campaign. He also has UEFA Europa League experience with Slovenian outfit NK Domžale. His former side, midfielder Mario Gargiulo leaves Lecce for newly promoted Modena. That's a good signing for the Giallo Blues. Gargiulo can play in the centre or as a mezzala. He started 27 times for Lecce last term, helping them to the Serie B title. Three goals as well for Gargiulo. Modena has also secured Sebastian De Mayo, the former Udinese defender, a 10-year veteran of Serie A, and also Diego Falcinelli. He joins from Bologna, former Sassuolo and Fiorentina striker. The big news of the week in Serie B also was João Pedro departing Cagliari after eight years with 86 goals. He goes to Turkey. Brasiliano Italiano is now at Fenerbahce and has been replaced by Peruvian Italiano Gianluca Labadula, who leaves Benevento for Cagliari after two seasons and 21 goals in Campania. A three-year contract for Lapadula, who's now 32 and will need a bumper year to get the Castedu back up to Serie A, you'd think. Perhaps a repeat of his 30-goal haul for Pescara in Serie B back in 2015-16, which announced him to the world and led to his signing at AC Milan. That's what Cagliari need from him. So plenty of competition in what they're dubbing as Serie A due. Nicolas Siega, he leaves Pisa to join newly promoted side FC Sutirol. That's a valuable midfield addition. He's joined by Filippo Berra. You may remember him from scoring the crucial goal in the Serie B playoff against Monza for Pisa. He's a right back. Berra has also signed for Sutirol, who are from Bolzano. Also, Tommaso Dorazio departed Ascoli for Sudtirol as an option for Lamberto Zaoli, their new coach on the left side of defence. Central defender Alberto Barizon, he arrives from Pordenone, Marco Pompetti from Pescara, and also Hans Nicolusi Caviglia. Some Juventus fans will know that name. He boosts the midfield. He's on loan. Luca Bellardinelli is another midfielder in from Provercelli. They're the seven-time 
Italian champions from a century ago. Mirko Caretta, he transfers over from Perugia as an attacking option, as does Simone Mazzocchi from Ternana. So, as usual, the newly promoted sides are bringing in the changes. Now, one name in particular that might strike a nerve with Italian football fans is Lorenzo Luca, who leaves Pisa and Italy in general to become the very first ever Italian player to take the field for Ajax Amsterdam. So a proud moment in uh, that context. The 201 centimeter Ford makes history as he heads to the Eredivisie for a loan with option to buy for 10 million euros. So it looks as though the Dutch have the Coglione to gamble on the 21-year-old who has represented Italy at Azzurini level. Sassuolo was rumored to be interested in Luca to replace Scamacca. Meanwhile, Pisa has brought back Ernesto Torregrossa from Sampdoria. And in doing that, they've sent French centre-half Maxime Leverbe in the opposite direction as part of that deal. Moving on to Serie C, Diego Zupelli Spezia for Messina. The young striker at 192 centimetres, so another tall striker in the making there. Alessandro Mercati departs Sassuolo for Carrarese, the 20-year-old midfielder. Alessandro Blizzari is off to Pescara from Milan after warming the bench at Regina e Lecce over the past two seasons as a reserve. He's an under-21 Italy international, now 22 years old. Simone Corazza, he joins Cesena from Alessandria. Corazza, now 31 years of age, scored 12 goals last term in Serie B for Lorso including two braces and a hat-trick which came against Benevento. Nicolò Brigenti leaves Frosinone to join Catanzaro. The right-back is unwanted by Canarini coach Fabio Grosso, playing in only nine matches last season, but did feature under Marco Baroni back when Frosinone was in Serie A in 2018-19. At 32 years of age now, Brigenti will offer Catanzaro the experience they need to push for promotion back up to the second tier. German playmaker Oliver Kral is surplus to requirements at Benevento and will join Foggia after spending last term out on loan at Avellino. He's another former Frosinone Serie A player, but under Roberto Stellone in 2015-2016, he scored against Milan to give his team a 2-0 lead at the San Siro before the game ended 3-3 thanks to a Jeremy Menez penalty in the 92nd minute to save face for the Rossoneri. Jeremy Menez actually looks as though he'll continue Continue at Regina under incoming coach ex Milan star Pippo Inzaghi. Menez scored 18 times in Serie A for Milan, then moved to France. Turkey and Mexico before joining the Calabrese side in 2020. He now has eight goals at Regina. The Frenchman turns 36 next May, so still some benzina left in the Serbatoio. And speaking of Frenchmen, some of you may remember Sebastian Bray, the ex-Inter, Verona and Genoa goalkeeper, best remembered for his time in Parma and with Fiorentina. Over 500 games in Serie A for Sebastian Frey. Well, he's got a 20-year-old son named Daniel who holds both French and Italian citizenship. He was born in Milan. He's a right-sided defender who also plays in midfield. He's not a goalkeeper, unfortunately, but we'll see what he can do on the pitch. He's been sent to Carrarese in Tuscany from Cremonese on loan. So there are plenty more signings that will be made official in the coming days and weeks. 
in Calcio. A quick look at the MLS. Lorenzo Insigne and Federico Bernardeschi have both debuted for Toronto FC in the past couple of weeks. Bernardeschi is amongst the headlines, setting the league on fire with an audacious cross assist off the outside of the left boot and a venomous strike to beat the keeper outside the area. Lorenzo Insigne also missed a penalty on the weekend. Giorgio Chiellini is off to a winning beginning at LAFC, playing in just a couple of games, but two wins over Sporting Kansas City in Nashville as Gareth Bale scored after coming off the bench against Kansas. This is Lego Football. We've also taken a look into Calcio Billionaires and there's no wonder that Cesc Fabregas is at Cuomo. They top the chart of the top 10. It's the Hartono family who own Cuomo, estimated at 45.5 billion euro. Then there is Silvio Berlusconi. Did he ever really go away? The owner of Monza, 6 billion. Also, Rocco Comiso of Fiorentina, the same amount. Of course, course uh, around about 38 39 billion less than the Como owners going down the list Joey Sepulta with 4.8 billion he's added a little bit more to that fund with a sale of Aaron Hickey as well as Arthur Fiat and Matthias Svarnberg Freiken Group of Roma 4.3 billion Singer at Milan the same amount then we get to Sassuolo with just under 4 billion for Squinzi Three and a half billion for Rosso, the owner of Vicenza. They're a third division side. They got relegated in the playout against Cosenza late last term. Juventus comes in at number nine, 2.1 billion for the Agnellis. And then the Atalanta owners, the Petcassis, with 1.4 billion. So there is plenty of coin in Italian football, of course, much less than some of the leagues abroad. But that is our top 10 Calcio billionaires list. And just on the topic of money in Italian football, you can go back and have a listen to the full interview with presenter Adriano Del Monte. He joined me a couple of weeks ago to talk about some of the issues that are there in plain sight in Italian football. So make sure you go back and have a listen to that one. We don't just bag Italy. We also talk about some of the strengths that Serie A, Serie B and other leagues have. But what we could be doing on a world level, especially in the English language, that's something that we believe that Italian football can work on. Also, don't forget, we do have a YouTube channel. It's small, but it's ever growing. We're now in double digits. So do check us out. Sometimes we will post on the Lega Football Twitter account. Let's take a look at the Serie B midfielder of the season. That's where games are won or lost in midfield. We equally enjoy seeing a goal scored from long range as much as we do a crunching tackle. The give and go from a pacey Mezzala, that can be the decisive factor in slicing through a defence. Whether it's a ball winner, a deep-lying playmaker, a Mezzala, external or attacking midfielder, or box-to-box, there are plenty of roles that a central campista must adapt to depending on the situation. Echo, it's time to sift through the Italian second tier to find out which midfielders made the difference in 2021-22 as a prelude to the upcoming season, which starts in a week and a half. We've seen four of the Serie B clubs in action. Before we begin, there's a link on the Lega Football Twitter profile to an article that we've written. And in there are links to the official Lega B top 11 as chosen by fans on Twitter a couple of months ago. The three-man midfield there consists of Nicolò Fagioli of Cremonese, Morten Hulman of Lecce in a double pivot role with Gianluca Gaetano of Cremonese more advanced up the park. Onwards and upwards, let's have a look at the best midfield 
midfielder in the Italian second division. The criteria, well, the candidates, they must have played a minimum of 25 games. That's roughly two-thirds of the 38 games in Serie B. Forwards and wingers, well, they're not really covered in this episode. The best forwards of Serie B will be in the next edition when we analyse the best strikers. So 74 midfielders qualified under that criteria. And we'll take you through quickly the key midfielders for each individual club from last term. It was Tommaso Milanese, who was kingpin at Alessandria, Saric at Ascoli, Acampora at Benevento, Bisoli for Brescia, Vita for Cittadella, Bellemo of Como, Cararo for Cosenza, Gaetano at Cremonese, Estevez at Crotone, Bolocca at Frosinone, Hulman for Lecce, Colpani for Monza, Vasquez for Parma, Burai for Perugia, Marin for Pisa, Pasa at Pordenone, Crisiteg at Regina, Mancosu for Spal, Palumbo for Ternana and Ranocchia at Vicenza. That's not to say these are the 20 best midfielders in the league. That's just the key midfielders for each club that played over 25 games and contributed mainly for their grit and determination in midfield. Some are known for their defensive capabilities standing in front of their back line. Some are much more talented in the creative roles. Here are some data points for most minutes, goals, assists, shots, tackles, or most minutes... That was Alessandro Bellemo with 3,255 minutes at Como. He was already a big player for the Lariani, and now they have Cesc Fabregas as an option. Most goals, Franco Vasquez, 14 goals for Parma. What a season for Vasquez coming back from La Liga. Most assists, eight for Gennaro Acampra of Benevento, Antonio Palumbo of Ternana, and Salvatore Burai of Perugia. Most shots, Franco Vasquez with 85. Most crosses, Antonio Palumbo, 198. I think some set pieces are included in these statistics as well, which we take from fbref.com. Most ball-winning tackles, 57 from Alessandro Bellemo. Most starts, it was Bellemo again with 37. And the youngest midfielder to play 30-plus games, Alessandro Cortinovis, 20-year-old, who played at Regina. He's just signed for Hellas Verona. Starting with best pivots, coaches love a gritty central midfielder who can sit in front of a back line, win possession, and initiate play. Morton Human was decisive for Lecce throughout the campaign, and the data backs this up. In terms of endurance, the Danes started on 36 occasions to become the division's most played midfielder, along with Como's Alessandro Bellemo. He excelled in his first full season of B. The Lariani captain led the way at ground level with 57 ball-winning tackles, two ahead of Hulman and Cittadella's Simone Branca. Marios Marin, another option. He spent the season at Pisa. He battered his opponents the most often, committing the most fouls from midfield, 78 in total, while Liechtenstein international Marcel Bukel of Ascoli completed the most intercepts with 66, ahead of Adam Naji with 61, Hulman 59, and Belemo again featuring here. As a common theme with the Como captain, he managed 51 intercepts for the season. Of the 29 players that qualified as defensive midfielders, 25 of those are Italians. Finland, Liechtenstein, Denmark, Switzerland and Hungary were also represented. But we can see also another theme here where there's lots more Italian representation in the lower leagues, especially in Serie C, but somewhat more in Serie B than Serie A. Of the under-23 defensive midfielders and centre midfield contenders, Nicolo Falgioli of Cremonese, He's there with Filippo Ranocchia from Vicenza. 
Salvatore Esposito of Spal Jacopo da Riva, also with Spal Simone Som of Parma, Marco Carraro from Casenza, Andrea Colpani of Monza and Alessandro Cotenovis of Regina. Well, Nicolo Fagioli was a big feature of Cremonese's first promotion to Serie A in three decades. With 26 starts, the 20-year-old pumped out 2,186 minutes of high-intensity football, more than starlets like Cortinovis and Colpani, who were well behind by about six or 700 minutes. Overall, the Lega Football Pivot of the Year is Morton Hulman with 3,200 minutes of dogged determination and pure class as well. Into the best 11, he goes... And he sits in front of that defensive backline of Beruato, Birindelli, Cistana and Gatti, who we went through and sorted out in the Lega Football Serie B defender and defenders of the season. Leandro Cicizola of Perugia is the goalkeeper. The best mezzala. Serie B is made for powerful runners that are decisively skillful on and off the ball. And in this 4-2-3-1 formation, we're looking for an all-rounder that can slot in beside Hulman. Let's see if there's a box-to-box or wider midfielder that's suitable. Another component that's critical is to locate the head of a big centre forward. That's crossing the ball in. Antonio Palumbo of Ternana led the way with 198 for the season, followed by Salvatore Burai with 167 from Perugia. He also scored that wonder goal late on in the season. Tommaso Arigoni of Como, he ended up with 153 contributions, although a fair few of these numbers, they're made up of set pieces. Gianluca Gaetano, he was instrumental for Cremonese, playing mainly as a central or left-sided midfielder that could push up to create and supply scoring seven times and assisting on five occasions. There's definitely a spot for Gaetano in this 11. Then there's Benevento's talisman, Gennaro Acampora, following his Serie A experience with Spezia. The Neapolitan tore apart opponents with surging 30-meter runs. He was La Strega's protagonist from the midfield with two goals and a whopping eight assists thanks to his ability to assess situations and time incisive passing into the box to perfection. So it's Acampora who edges out the likes of Fagioli, Balemo, Palumbo, Bizzoli and Barberis. Into the team goes Acampora and also Gaetano. So there's three players that we've picked today out of this pool. They go into the Serie B best 11 of 2021-22. We do have to mention the under 23 midfielders. Fans are like they love to know who's coming up through the ranks. Of course, Tommaso Milanese, who I mentioned before, he had a great year with Alessandria. He's now signed for Cremonese. Massimo Bertagnoli, he's with Brescia, Fabrizio Caligara with Ascoli. There's Tom Vandeloy in the midfield for Brescia. Daniel Boloca, a Romanian at Frosinone. Marius Marin, another Romanian at Pisa. And Salvatore Esposito with Spal. As for Mezzale and wider players, there's Gabriele Ferrarini of Perugia, Michele Colocolo at Ascoli, Alessio Tribuzzi with Frosinone, Aldo Florenzi at Cosenza, Mekdi Leris at Brescia. It looks as though Sampdoria are going to recall him for this upcoming Serie A season. Pedro Pereira is with Monza and Idrissa Touré, a German midfielder, he's with Pisa. The overall midfielder of the season for 2021-22 is Gianluca Gaetano. He wins the award after a breakout season that Cremonese fans will remember for years to come. He's owned by Napoli and perhaps Luciano Spalletti may want to hang on to him for the 2022-23 season in the top flight. Napoli also playing Champions League and uh, now that they've got rid of Dries Mertens, Lorenzo Insigne 
and the like, well, they may need to blood Gaetano in Serie A as a backup for the likes of Zielinski or Eljef Elmas. We'll put Gaetano up on the left side of a three-man attacking forward line that sit just behind a striker. So it's a 4-2-3-1 formation. Acampara and Hulmund are the pivots. Unluckily, Belemo misses out, as does Fagioli. However, we will maneuver Nicolo Fagioli in as a pivot into the under-23 best 11 of Serie B. He's going to sit there alongside Salvatore Esposito. They will run that midfield ahead of the backline four. It was Kobu and Ocoli as the centre-half pairing. Tommaso Cassandro on the right side. Carlos Augusto of Monza on the left side with Marco Canesecchi of Cremonese as the goalkeeper. So dripping with talent, especially young talent in Serie B. If that's your thing, if you want to see young players, especially young Italian players, get in there and get game time, you know where to look. The most goals from midfield as a club, Brescia and Monza share that title with 16 collective goals each. La Leonessa and the Brianzoli flourished with six contributors each as Dimitri Bizzoli notched up five for Brescia, while Andrea Colpani, also with five, and Jose Machin with four, conducted business as usual for Monza. Spal did exceptionally well, considering their final league standing down just above the playout zone, as their midfielders piloted by Marco Mancosu with six, tallied up 15 goals collectively. Federico Viviani's splendid free kick was a contender for goal of the season, and that can be seen on the Legaby Twitter or in our Substack article as well. Moving forward, we will examine the best attackers and coaches of Serie B last season, and we'll see how that's going to shape the next season coming up. You can read about the Serie B goalkeeper of the season and defenders of the season and the midfielders of the season on our Substack as well. And you can go back down the list of Lega Football podcasts to hear about those. Also on the Substack, got other articles there. Maradona, seven goals in seven years at Napoli. We have how Palermo achieved their win in the playoff final. We've got a feature on Paolo Rossi, Pablito, the Rossi Chronicles. A look into his career from a, a young player all the way up to his last years. There's also one on Inter and their unforgettable 2021 year. In general, the transition from Conte to Simone Inzaghi. There's also a good interview with young Parma defender that I managed to talk to a few months back. That's Parma's Alessandro Circati. He's an Italian-born yet Australian defender, and he goes between Perth and Parma. Now situated full-time in Italy, he managed to get about half a dozen caps under the likes of Beppe Iacchini last season for Parma, and he's looking to make a fist of it. Don't forget to follow us, Lega Football, on Twitter. You can also follow me on Twitter. That's David Farini underscore. And if you're just finding out now just how great Serie B was last season, you can go into the Lega Football Substack and take a look through the last 12 weeks of the season. It was the last 10 rounds that we covered in particular, plus the playoffs. Absolutely sensational. And we're looking forward to more of that in the what's being dubbed the Serie A Due, the Serie A Two, with clubs like Venezia, Genoa and Cagliari there and the return of the former fan favourites from the 90s like Bari and then of course of the noughties Palermo. In a future episode we'll also be taking a look at some of the all-time best 11s for particular clubs and we've got one 
the Derby della Madonnina coming up soon, and that is Inter and AC Milan and their best 11s. Hopefully, we'll have a couple of our Lega Football Podcast contributors on the shows next week. Let's see how the weekend pans out with the Italian Cup. The Lega Football Podcast also available on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Player FM, and more, as well as Spotify. Thanks for joining us. My name's David Farini, Serie A and Serie B commentator and Italian football contributor. I'm your host, Ci sentiamo. This is Lego Football. Ma che cazzo stai a dire?